Today's episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, or through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. The Fantasy Football Podcast is also brought to you by Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig. Much like a premium espresso machine, but it makes cocktails instead. Drinkworks pods are made with premium spirits, real ingredients, and natural flavors. Our spirits are high. Wow. It's the Christian McCaffrey of products. It can do anything. <laughs> exactly. You can line it up anywhere. It's Any versatile. Drink you want. Yeah. It's great. What do you think Christian McCaffrey would drink? Gin and tonic. Gin and th- That's just what you drink, and you want to pretend you're like Christian McCaffrey. I mean, we have the same body. <laughs> There are over two dozen different drinks to choose from. Clearly, Craig has already been into them for today. So there is literally something for everyone. (laughs) The drink maker creates bar quality cocktails freshly made at the push of a button. The only way to get this amazing drink maker at a discount, plus free shipping, you go to drinkworks.com, use our code RINGERNFL, that is R-I-N-G-E-R-N-F-L, at checkout to save 100 bucks off standard website price and you get free shipping. Don't wait. This amazing offer won't last, and it's only for our listeners. That is drinkworks.com, and use our code RINGERNFL, R-I-N-G-E-R-N-F-L, at checkout. And remember, please enjoy responsibly, Craig. Drinkworks Home Bar is currently available in California, New York, Florida, Missouri, Pennsylvania, and Illinois, with more states available for pre-sale today at drinkworks.com. I have a lot of thoughts on Chick-fil-A's ad campaign because if you really think about it, it's a bunch of cows who have gotten so desperate. They're like, fuck the chickens. Eat all the chickens. It's us or them. And like, it's really super dark if you really like take two seconds to think (laughs) about it. This is awful. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I'm joined as always by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. <laughs> How are you doing, DK? I'm doing excellent, man. I am very much in the uh, holiday spirit. Can't wait for uh, Christmas and all the things that come with it. It's exciting. How are you doing? I'm great. What did you get little baby Calvin for Christmas? Uh, I mean, I brought him into the world. Well, I didn't personally, but I played I played a part in bringing him to the world. I take care of him. I change his blowouts. Danny, you know about blowouts now. Um, so I think that's probably enough. To be honest, I don't know if I've gotten him a present. That's the but, biggest uh, brag I've ever heard. Like, well, I brought you into this world. That's a good enough gift. I brought you into the world. Well, I was I played a part again. I want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's, a, there's the, a certain someone else who did a little bit more work than yes, you. But yeah, yes, you're the co-producer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, co-creator. They threw an oh. they threw an EP like I, I'm just like you know yeah. on the credits or whatever. So it's good. <laughs> I can't get over that. Craig, how are you? Did you get anyone a gift that matches the the birth and entry of this world? I did not give anyone the gift of human life. <laughs> well. So uh, every gift besides that's kind of a letdown, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. Well. I mean, I'll probably start giving him gifts when he's old enough to actually do anything with them. So, and show gratitude. 
You know, I, I require <laughs> gratitude when it comes to my gift giving. You know, it's that's, not, like that's kid, not an age thing. Some people never actually get to learn to give gratitude. <laughs> it's not like the kid's going to remember. Like, when do you start exactly. remembering gifts you get? What age? Four like or five? Four. Yeah. Four. What age does the birthday party go from for you to for the kid? Seven? Four. Nah. I don't remember. No, well, actually, it's party. it's younger because honestly, they they have emotions. These children have emotions. They just can't remember anything until they're about four. So I mean, I think even when they're little kids, they can have fun. I think at it's these older parties. than that, isn't it? I've actually thought about this before. Not too long ago, I was walking around the mall and I saw this little kid, and I was like, "Isn't it weird that babies are just like blacked out until they're five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. It's the thing I'm most obsessed they're with is object permanence, yeah. which is the idea that. Everything that's not, you can't see, like, doesn't exist. Yeah. And that realizing that you drop, like, a little toy over the edge of the bathtub and then realizing it still exists is, like, funny. (laughs) And that's why it's always fun to be like, oh, like, wow, I forgot Matt Schaub is still in the NFL because (laughs) object permanence. Like, I forgot Matt Schaub existed. And, like, look, just the fact that he still exists and didn't stop existing when you forgot about him is in and of itself hilarious. What a transition into football. Yeah, that was a pretty pretty good segue. That took a full season. So, yeah, football... We're going to run through a bunch of players we like in their matchups this week. Spoiler alert, we're all in on Matt Shop this week. That's our, that's our Galaxy brand. We're going to break down our FanDuel lineup of the week at the end. But first, another public service announcement. Just in case you forgot, there are three games on Saturday. I repeat, three games on Saturday. Houston at Tampa Bay, 1 p.m. Eastern. Buffalo at the Patriots, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Rams at 49ers, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. You can lose your championship. You can lose whatever. Please do not lose because you forgot to, that there was football on Saturday. Fun fact, if you're wondering why there are three games on Saturday, it's because it is illegal to put the NFL on Saturday until this weekend. College football? <laughs> illegal. The, no, the Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961, the NFL wanted to bundle all of their franchise games and put it into one package and sell it to CBS because the AFL was competing with them. And they were stopped, and a judge said this was monopoly power. And Hmm. then Pete Rozelle, the first commissioner, lobbied Congress and said, can you make us legally a monopoly cartel? And they were like, sure, but no games on Fridays and Saturdays. And they were like, sure. And that's why you have Monday night football and Thursday night football and Sundays. And that's why high school and college football are Fridays and Saturdays. But it was just the second weekend of September through the second week of December. So the third weekend of December every year, we get Saturday football. You're a font of information. That was amazing. Explain uh, to me why Mercedes-Benz Arena has Chick-fil-A because oh my, you can't have it at so every great. game. <laughs> my theory on this? That's as far as my knowledge goes. So Danny just did his whole thing. I'm talking about Chick-fil-A and Mercedes-Benz Arena. This is I one of the great it. mysteries of our time. I agree. My theory is that they were like the lost revenue on Sunday is worth all the advertising from just you knowing that. And now you're talking about it. So I guess you could say like concerts. It's like guerrilla guerrilla marketing. Concerts, uh, college games, I don't know, state championships. There you I, go. That's it. I That's could, the answer. Well, I, I have a lot of thoughts on Chick-fil-A's ad campaign because if you really think about it, it's a bunch of cows who have gotten so desperate. They're like, fuck the chickens. Eat all the chickens. It's us or them. And like, it's really super dark if you really like take two seconds to think <laughs> okay. about it. This is awful. But let's get going because that really gives me, makes me really sad and I feel like I've got good energy right now. We're going to run through some categories and daily fantasy players we like on FanDuel this week. Half PPR as always. DK, who are you going big on this week? Someone expensive worth the money. Uh, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I don't know if you've heard about him. He's having a pretty good season. 9,300 this week against the Browns. I think they're going to be looking for some revenge for some reason. They lost to the Browns. The most inexplicable outcome of any game maybe this whole season. (laughs) Um, 
Remember, remember how worried we were about Jackson going into last week? He's got a bum leg. You know, we weren't even sure if he's going to play, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Just goes Oops. out there, rushes for 86 yards, and tosses five touchdowns against the Jets. I think Jackson is going to—I think, first of all, his his running ability, as always, gives him a great floor. 86 yards on a bum leg. Who knows what he'll do this week? Um, but I love that floor. Of course, you're not you're not going big for the floor. You're going big for the potential ceiling, I think— He's just looks awesome as a passer lately. I think that they're going to continue to kind of just let things like hang out. I mean, they've really just been having more fun than any team in the NFL of, of late. And so I'm just riding this Ravens train as much as I can. Um, the Browns, on the other hand, are just a factory of sadness continued. Uh, gave up 445 total yards to the Cardinals last week. Um, so, yeah, I just think that, you know, Everything all adds up. Last time, last time Jackson played this team, he did toss three touchdowns, so scored twenty six points in uh, in FanDuel scoring. And so, I don't know. I think he's going to go off one last time because he's probably going to end up being sit down, sat down in, in week seventeen. So, I think this is kind of his last hurrah during the regular season. They're going to go off. Yeah, when we were building our lineup that we'll get to later. I couldn't not pencil in Lamar. I'm just terrified at any given moment he's going to have like six touchdowns in a game, which he, or he's, I mean, he's had five touchdowns twice this year. No other quarterback's really going to do that. Also, the yeah. games that he's had all those touchdowns, like his most dominant games have been against the Rams where they had six touchdowns in the first six drives and then they benched him. And then this Jets game where I think it was five on the first five, five on the first six, and then eventually they sat him, probably not as early as a lot of people wanted. There's been a couple games where you're like, if they kept going, they could have had eight. Maybe it's, nine. it's like the Warriors in 2016 when like you would check the box score and Steph had 43, but they sat everybody in the fourth quarter because they were up 30. And you're like, everybody could have averaged five more points a game if they played full games. <laughs> yeah, they're the 2015-16 Warriors. A shout out to the Book of Basketball check pod on the best basketball game of the decade. And then that's Cavs Warriors, game mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. And then who did we decide was the current version of the Warriors where there's a bunch of names and we have no idea who they are each week? Oh, the current, the 2019 Warriors was uh, the Dolphins. Yes, the Dolphins. Yes. Because they set an NFL record with 80 players. It's just a bunch of college guys who went to Villanova on the Warriors. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Speaking of like Lamar, just FOMO, uh, person I'm going big on this week, Christian McCaffrey, for basically the same reason. There's a bunch of numbers about why he's good. I feel like I don't have to say them. Um, At this point, (laughs) if you know, you know. Like, he's uh, really great at football. Really great at football every week. I understand there's some reticence because Will Greer will be starting instead of Kyle Allen. Will Greer of the West Virginia, not as famous because all his siblings and family are Instagram influencers. And I'm not worried about Will Greer slowing down Christian McCaffrey. I understand if you are, but I've seen enough. From <laughs> I've seen enough. I, mean, I don't he's even feel good. like I have to. He's pretty good. He's great. So he's really expensive. He's like the most expensive running back by a lot and like 20%. Don't care. So you're not worried about them kind of phasing him out as the season goes on? I, this is one of those no, things this week, where yeah, I, Week 17, different question. Not No, not week 16. Not this week? Okay. No, not this um, week. I got a couple numbers I'll throw out for you. Obviously, all his fantasy numbers are very, very impressive. You know, he's on pace to essentially challenge LaDainian Tomlinson's 2006 season for the best fantasy season from any player all time. Wait, sorry. I feel like that was a caveat. Can you just repeat that one more time? It's like I didn't hear you quite right. <laughs> he is on pace to come up just short of the all-time record. But, okay. you know, a couple of big weeks, the last couple of weeks, you know, he could definitely still break the record. So um, that's that's awesome. But I, a couple of things that are important for this week specifically, McCaffrey has played 96% of the Panthers' <laughs> offensive snaps this year. He has handled all but 22 
of the team's 287 running back carries, and he scored all but two of the team's 16 running back touchdowns. That's not rushing touchdowns. I'm talking about running back touchdowns. Um, so there's no, essentially, there's no such thing as a vulture in the Carolina offense unless you're counting like. There's no Cur- birds. All the birds have died. Yeah, unless you're counting like Curtis. Oh, God. You're coming back to the bird death thing. Okay. <laughs> you, you said it, not me. <laughs> um, the other thing that's important 22% target share in the Panthers offense, which is a league high among running backs. And, you know, with the. With Will Greer starting this weekend, I think that could actually be hired because he's probably going to be leaning on underneath throws a lot going to McCaffrey. So I like this. Those are the, those are the two things I'm going to say about this. Again, just he might have the best PPR fantasy football season ever. That's Oh, and I should say I, I, I'm plugging my Christian McCaffrey article on TheRinger.com, which will be up. If you're listening to this on Friday morning, it will be up on the site. Great website. Craig, who are you going big on? The best running back in football, not Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley. Who is the best running back in football? We were just talking about the best running back in football, but it's fine. I think, actually, I did forget. I did want to real quick on Christian McCaffrey. That's not great. The ninety six percent thing's cool, but like, if the second that Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, there will be a lot of people who are like, probably shouldn't have played him ninety six percent snaps. <laughs> it's not quite that black or white, but like, that's a cool stat that will look very different the millisecond he gets hurt for any reason, <laughs> even if it's completely unrelated to his workload. Right. I mean, that's kind of nuts. So I just want to get that in there. But Saquon. Yeah, Saquon's the third most expensive running back, but he had the best game of his season last week. Um, He had 140-something yards, two touchdowns. They're playing the Redskins, who give up a ton of yards to running backs, especially through the air, 51 yards a game to backs through the air. Um, Saquon gets a lot of targets. He's Danny Dimes, who's back this week, most likely. He's Danny Dimes' third favorite target this year. Miles Sanders and the Eagles went crazy against the Redskins last week. So, um, And if if Dimes isn't 100% healthy, I could see them leaning on Saquon a ton. I love Saquon so much. I think he's the best running back in football. What do you think? What's the deal this year? Is it mostly just the uh, high ankle sprain thing that's been holding him back, or is it just offensively in general? What's what's the problem? I think it's a few. There's no one big thing, but there's not like a thousand little things. I think it's a few medium things. I think it's primarily Pat Shermer not being as creative offensively as like Carolina and North Turner is in with the Panthers. The, like, the Giants actually have pretty good skill players. Ingram's been hurt, but, like, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and Golden Tate, I know Shepard and Tate haven't played it together a ton, is somewhat comparable to DJ Moore and, like, uh, Greg Olson and Curtis Samuel and the Panthers' skill talent. Like, you know, similar-ish levels. But the Panthers are so much more creative about getting Christian McCaffrey the football, where they line him up, how they use motion. Like, the Panthers are just more creative offense. The Giants don't have... Even shades of that creativity getting Saquon the ball, number one. You throw in a high ankle sprain, even if Saquon is a physical marvel. And he came yeah, back he, he probably thing. came back a week or two. Probably came back from. a week or two soon because he's a tough guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those to me are the two huge things. And then you come, I mean, I think I think that's the, the main gist. And also the Giants, amazingly, their offensive line has just been worse than Carolina's. Carolina's been solid, even though they don't have like elite talent on that line. They've actually been coached in a way that they're getting by and the Giants have not been nearly as good. And I think those are the three main components, but creativity one, the health two, and then the line three. Yeah. I think there, there's an, there's an element of just regression to the mean in terms of his explosive runs too. I've seen people talking about that lately. Just he had some huge like breakaway runs last season. They are not coming this year. So that's been another but big the, part the of it. The thing they have in common is when you play the Giants and the Panthers and maybe last year with Gurley, there's only three or four teams, the Cowboys too, where the defensive coordinator is like, okay, the running back is, to steal a term from Mike Lombardi, the straw that stirs the drink. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really only four teams. You can add one if I'm not thinking of one. But the way the Panthers, like Christian McCaffrey, again, on pace for most fantasy points maybe ever. So different than Saquon because the Panthers are just getting around these plans to stop McCaffrey. No one can do it. And the Giants, almost every week, the defense stops Saquon, except the Dolphins. If you could put Saquon on any team with the goal of get, getting him the most fantasy points possible, what team would you put him on? Fantasy points? Not real life efficient. I, would say, I think the team that would he would have the most real NFL success and the team's success is the Rams in the girly world. 49ers. Or the, yeah, the Niners, actually. That's a better one. Uh, I would love to see him on the 49ers. That's, yeah. All right. and, uh, that if, would be if, if it's for fantasy points, I mean, is the answer the Panthers? No, DK's right, the Niners. Chiefs, maybe. Chiefs? Like, obviously the Chiefs running back situation well, I mean, has been atrocious this uh, season, but they, just the yeah, spread to run type thing that they do is so amazing. So, I would go with those Do you think I'd, the volume I, I is there, to get him teams. the most fantasy points ever on the Chiefs? That's why I think McCaffrey's doing it is because he's clearly the best player on the team. With Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey, it's like, I don't know if he If would. he was the every down back for the Niners, That's fair. I could see him having like 28 touchdowns. That's the thing. Is the rushing touchdown record used to be this really cool thing in the early aughts, and then they stopped giving the ball to people like, you know, 96% of the time. Like, they, like a huge part of the McCaffrey thing is he doesn't leave the field. Yeah. Like, that is quietly, like, there's only four running backs that are even in the 80s. Saquon's like 85-ish, and that's when he's healthy. Zeke, 85-ish percent of snaps, Fournette which is a be, lot. Yeah. Fournette's 80, 88. Like, but no one's 96. It's not even close. And yeah. then other than the four guys in the 80s, even someone like Alvin Kamara is only 65% of the time he's on the field. It's A huge part of the McCaffrey thing is he's the only person playing every snap. Does not come off the field. That is a part of the volume thing. So yeah, he's a bell if the cow Niners bell cows. played Saquon that much, yeah, I think Saquon could do it. Imagine Saquon on the Ravens. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> right, let's stop trading Saquon, all right? The Giants already <laughs> traded Odell. Let's stop this. All okay, right, moving okay. on. God damn it. Now I'm mad. Go home. Who's someone really expensive you're not in on, DK? So I love Derrick Henry. We've, we've definitely turned the corner on our love for Derrick Henry this season. Uh, he's going up against the Saints this week, who looked amazing, just straight-up amazing against the run last week. Against a good Indianapolis offensive line. Um, Henry, the biggest thing to me, though, is that he's dealing with a hamstring injury still. He sat out of practice. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon. He sat out of practice today on Thursday. Um, granted, he played last week you know, on this injured hamstring, but he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was his normal self necessarily. 21 rushes, 86 yards against Houston, which should have been a pretty good matchup for him. Um, again, he's been injured. You know, he's been suffering through this hamstring injury. You have one bad play where he tugs that thing and it, get, it like starts to feel tight. They're going to take him out of the game and then your day is screwed. So that's essentially why I'm staying away from him. He's a little bit too rich for my blood this week. Saints are fifth against opposing running backs. Um, and it's supposed to rain and be kind of cold, 53 in Nashville on Sunday. So it's just kind of like all those combinations. I just I mean, He makes me a little bit nervous. He's still you know, an amazing running back, but just all those variables, I think I'm going elsewhere. All right, so, but DK, if you have him in your fantasy championship, you'd still 100% play him, right? Yeah, I mean, in season long, I don't think you can bench him. But uh, we're, we're talking DFS here. When you have other options that are expensive options, that's just where I'm going elsewhere on that one. But yeah, Henry, I mean, he's still a rideable guy as long as he's, you know, you have to watch the the report part of the game. But as long as he's in there, definitely keep him in your game. I feel the same way about Amari Cooper. You obviously have to play Amari Cooper if you have him in your fantasy season-long league. But I don't love him for DFS this week, which is weird because they have a great matchup. The Cowboys have an excellent matchup against Philadelphia this week. Uh, the Eagles have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. I mean, that's a number. 
anyone who's seen the Eagles play knows that their secondary <laughs> sucks, has sucked yeah. all year, kind of been bad for three years. Injuries and talent has been an issue. Craig and I have been arguing about whether it's Randall Cobb or Michael Gallup's a better value this week. J.J. Zachary's in a fan duel. Thank you for settling that because he pointed out an amazing stat that the Eagles defense has faced the lowest percentage of targets to the slot this year. So they have given up the second most fantasy points, even though their slot is targeted the least, which means they are getting, again, matching the eye test, shredded outside the numbers by receivers outside. <laughs> Obviously, that's Amari Cooper on one side, and then uh, Michael Gallup is the guy on the other side on the wide for the Cowboys with Randall Cobb in the middle of the slot most of the time. I like Michael Gallup more than Amari Cooper this week. It's a great matchup for Cooper, but with he's the third most expensive receiver. The value is not super baked in. Michael Gallup had an awful week last week. He's the 13th most expensive receiver. Or sorry, the 18th most expensive receiver. And I think that that's a fantastic way to rebound off him because he's just, uh, the Eagles have been getting shredded. He's been great all year, consistent really until the last week or so. The Dak has his sprained shoulder, so monitor that, but he's going to play and I think he'll be fine and the Eagles are going to suck and Michael Gallup will be great. Craig, any rebuttal? Well, for the record, I never mentioned Michael Gallup once. All I said was I like Randall Cobb this week more than his ranking suggests. I, <laughs> I think we were that. fighting. That was how we, I We have not it. been arguing about those two players off air. <laughs> I think we fought. Danny is sp- adding salt on this meal to make it sound a little bit better, but no. All, All right. right. Wow, I've been called out. Kenny Galladay, too rich for my blood. Fifth most expensive wide receiver. They're at Denver. They got nothing to play for. They're way up there in the altitude. It's going to be freezing. They're going to be out of breath. David Blau sucks. He's coming <laughs> off a three-catch day against the Bucks, who give up Keep the going. most points. That was adding salt to make it something spicier. Uh, I want to be quick with this, though. We talked about Galladay on the Monday show. So, no, nah, don't, don't spend your money on Kenny Galladay, even though he's got 10 touchdowns this year. Ain't getting another one this week. All right, what about Goldilocks? Not too pricey, not too cheap. DK, who's middle-range guy for you? I love Austin Eckler of the Chargers this week. 6800 which seems incredibly cheap. In all seriousness, there's probably a correlation between his numbers being about popularity and him missing the Pro Bowl, which is insane. And going up against Oakland, no less, who has not been good defense. Uh, Raiders rank 21st against opposing running backs per FanDuel scoring. Melvin Gordon fumbled twice last week, like two ugly fumbles. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have a short leash necessarily this week, but he probably should have. And I just think Eckler is a superior back. I think that he's going to be highly involved in the passing game. Obviously, this is half PPR, but you know he still has that solid, solid floor with what he can do as a receiver. Um, he scored 29.3 points the two weeks past. Obviously, he only scored 10.6 in this last game. That, was an, that ended up being a big blowout loss. Um, so they just were not effective anywhere. But he's had double-digit points in FanDuel scoring in seven of the last eight weeks. He's way too cheap. I think he's just a nice middle-range guy to plug into your lineup with huge, huge ceiling, too, which I like a lot. Did you guys vote Austin Eckler into the Pro Bowl? I didn't vote. I did not vote for the Pro Bowl, but I would have if, you know. You're the problem with democracy. I'm boycotting the Pro Bowl. You're the problem (laughs) with democracy. DK, everyone vote. God damn it. If I cared even a little about the Pro Bowl, I probably would have put Eckler in there. DK, you got any other Goldilocks this week? Uh, I'm going to throw Adrian Peterson in there as a little bonus. 6,500 against the Giants. Danny, tell me about the Giants defense. What Giants defense? Okay. Uh, They're bad. And Peterson has been essentially the lead guy with Geis on the IR now. He's had 16, 20, and 13 carries in the last three games, respectively. Rushed touchdown in each of them. So I think he's just a nice middle-range guy with uh, plenty of volume that you look for. And, you know, he's been getting into the end zone. So I think he's a good Goldilocks option for, you know, maybe like your flex spot or something. 
Yeah, the Giants suck. And then on your note about the Chargers playing the Raiders and the Raiders defense sucking too, maybe worse than the Giants, which is really saying something. I love Keenan Allen this week. Uh, 12th most expensive receiver. Uh, Keenan Allen better than the 12th receiver in football. Raiders have been based... Maybe numbers-wise, not the worst pass through over the last month. But again, if you've been watching them, probably the worst pass through over the last month or bottom three, like absolutely abysmal, like borderline, you know, you never want to question people's effort. But there's just really more just the turnover <laughs> of them playing together has been horrible. I'll just say that. That's not great. That was very politic. That They've Thank given you. up yeah. the now second most 20 and 40-yard pass plays. That's really bad because the Lions overtook them, actually. But anyway, Mike Williams, again, Tied for the league lead in those same like 40-yard pass plays. So he's a good play, but I prefer Keenan Allen for the safety here. Love Keenan Allen. Good receiver. Gregorio. My mid-range sweet spot. This is a little bit of a stretch because he's he is like <laughs> I was gonna say this is middle range. Okay, that's I know. Fine. It's not really middle range, but he's not a top five running back. Uh okay. It's Joe Mixon, who I think is a top five pick this week. Um, he is the running back number five in the second half of the season, averaging more than 16 half PPR points a game. They're playing Miami in Miami. Um, we don't have to talk about how much the Dolphins suck like we always do, but they do. 2019 um, Warriors. They just seeded that huge game to Saquon Barkley last week, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Um, their top linebacker, Raquan McMillan, just went to IR. And Mixon's getting so many touches a game now that it's right up there with the, with the best of them, with the McCaffreys, with the Zeeks. And um, this just looks like another high-touch floor game for Mixon, who's averaged almost 24 touches a game since week eight. Full disclosure, we need Joe Mixon to go off because we need to ring the, win the Ringer Fantasy Football League. Yeah, DK, are you rooting for us or Sean Yu? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, abstain from that answer. Pick the fifth. What? Why? You How should are be, you not on our side? You should be rooting for the Fantasy Podcast. Why are you not rooting for us to win? It's, it's clout <laughs> for this podcast, dude. <laughs> Danny, it's you hilarious that you— can't show division this late in the season. It's hilarious that you'd ask me that based on <laughs> your prior just— incessant shit talking to me about the season. So um just going to go ahead and stay out of it. I'm rooting for Craig, though. Hell yeah. So, you know, so I like Craig. He's cool. Danny, you know. It's like the one guy. On the, right. It's like the one player you like on the team you hate. <laughs> God damn it. Like the Steelers fans are like, all right, fine. I like Lamar. I want to say one thing about Mixon. Uh, it's been funny because Evan Silva of Establish the Run has been talking about this. The Bengals are just trying to get the season over with as quickly as possible. And the quickest way to do that is just to hand the ball to Joe Mixon as many times as possible and get the hell out of there. They are literally running I, out I the to. <laughs> I have to note one thing about Cincinnati, which is A.J. Green's officially on IR now, and I cannot overstate this. A.J. Green hurt his ankle on the first practice the Bengals had in training camp because they held it at a 100-year-old field because it was the site of the first NFL game in Dayton, Ohio. The Dayton Triangles. And the Dayton Triangles. <laughs> Wow. That was really their name? And Tyler Boyd, after the practice, was like, there were rocks and pebbles, and I cannot believe they were out there. That was not an NFL field. And they knew that, and they still practiced there. And now A.J. Green is out for the season, maybe done with the Bengals, because they practice on a century-old field. Just have to throw it out there. All right, let's move on. <laughs> well, let's take <laughs> you a quick— really, you, really, you really just hate that whole I uh, cannot whole get thing. over that. It, I, I can't. It's like the it's like the worst case scenario because like someone approved it and was like, yeah, what's the worst that's gonna happen? And then the worst <laughs> happened. I just it's incredible. I just likened that to the first episode of Chernobyl when the guy's down there. And he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, hit the switch, everything will be fine. And then we all know how that turned out. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, that got dark. Let's move on. But first, let's take a quick break. 
The Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook odds maker of The Ringer. If you love betting on sports, you're really going to love FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you want to bet for the first time, you are in luck. Now that sports betting is available in New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Indiana, with FanDuel, winning is only a few taps away. FanDuel Sportsbook offers an amazing feature called Same Game Parlays. Here's how it works. Where other sportsbook only let you parlay bets from different games, on FanDuel, you can parlay multiple bets within one single game. For example, you could bet on the over, a player prop, and the money line all in the same game. That means more action on the games you love to watch. This is like the fantasy football version of like when the internet went from like you can adjust your scoring systems to actually you can add whatever positions and things you want. Because you know how many times I've wanted to parlay? Like, for example, Jameis Winston throwing an interception before 1.30 p.m. Eastern. You can do whatever you want. You can parlay all this stuff with Jameis Winston over 450 yards. First quarterback to ever do that for two games would also be the first quarterback to do that for three games in a row. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can get your first bet risk-free for just making your first deposit. That is right. Just place any bet, including same-game parlays, and FanDuel will refund you up to $500 in site credit if you don't win. Sign up to FanDuel with promo code RINGERNFL so FanDuel knows we sent you. That is FanDuel Sportsbook promo code RINGERNFL. And now the legal stuff must be 21 plus and physically present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, or West Virginia. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires 14 days after receipt. Terms apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net or in Indiana called 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, DK, let's get to bargain bin of the week. You're filling out your lineup. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Who are you scraping off this week? So this one is cheating just a little bit because Josh Jacobs got declared out midway through the week. And then DeAndre Hop- uh, DeAndre Washington, I should say, Oakland, 5,600, is now the starter. So it's a little bit chalk because everyone's aware of this. But he he's definitely in line for a good amount of volume um, with Jacobs out and as the starter. So going up against the Chargers— He's going to likely get the lion's share of the workload. Last time he uh, took over for Jacobs, he rushed 14 times, 53 yards, and a touchdown. This was a couple weeks ago. Caught six of seven targets for 43 yards, scored 18.6 points uh, on the FanDuel system. So I like definitely like his floor. I think he's got a good ceiling, too, if he can get into the end zone. Um, the Chargers are middling against opposing running backs, 17th against opposing running backs this year in, in FanDuel scoring. And I'm not super worried about the bad, like a bad game script in this game either. The Chargers have just not been great. Lost four out of the last five, including a week 10 game against Oakland. So I think that he's going to be in a situation where he, the Raiders aren't going to be like trying to come from behind the whole game and get, he won't just get him how it looks. I think he'll be a solid piece of their offense this week. So DeAndre Washington, great bargain ban of the week. He's going to be the starter at running back for Oakland. Yeah, that's solid with Josh Jacobs. That's too bad. Josh Jacobs is a tough guy. Tough he's missing. Yeah, he played through like a broken shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Doesn't worry at all that Trent Brown, the right tackle on IR or whatever. I mean, sure, it's not ideal. But again, you chase volume uh, at this thing. And, you know, for the for the price, it's hard to beat what he's going to get in terms of volume. All right. Well, my bargain bin this week, Justin Watson, receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this one's kind of simple. The Bucs are really hurt. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, yeah. Scotty Miller are all out for this week. They're all out for the season. Godwin's probably out for the year. It's probably just a formality at this point. That leaves Prashad Perriman and Justin Watson. 
and O.J. Howard. And Brashad Perriman's really expensive if you're playing Saturday DFS or just a week, uh, slate that has the whole weekend. Um, Brashad Perriman's like the fourth most expensive receiver on Saturdays. He's priced like Amari Cooper level. Uh, plot, like, spoiler alert, Brashad Perriman, not as good as Amari Cooper. There's kind of just assuming he can succeed as the number one. Meanwhile, Justin Watson's the 13th most expensive receiver like on Saturday alone. So he's basically being priced as like a, like a fourth level wide receiver. Um, I think that their odds of do, ha, a really big day are fairly equal, honestly. Watson had a really mm-hmm. bad week last week, but I think that he could totally be a huge play um, for this week because he's really, really cheap. And then also O.J. Howard is obviously like a great option for this week, and he's probably like one of the top 10 tight ends. But like Justin Watson. Sorry, your beloved Scotty Miller's out, DK. Apologies. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. Um, Cameron, Cameron Bray's another kind of like really under the radar guy in this one too, I think. I think there was a quote early in the week where Jameis told Bray and Howard that they were going to get the ball a lot this week. So keep that in mind if you're trying to fill a tight end spot with just bargain bin guy of the week. So Before yeah. Bruce Arians erased the Buccaneers tight end system, Cameron Bray was quietly had just the most red zone <laughs> touchdowns from any quarterback, yeah. the Jameis to Cameron Bray connection. So that could come back. He could be a good sleeper. Craig, who's your, here's your barrel scraper player thing guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a golf ball whacker guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Conley on the Jags. They're playing Atlanta in Atlanta. He's 5800 bucks. DJ Chark is probably going to play this week, but he's coming back from a high ankle sprain after only missing one game. So my thinking here is mm, yeah, that that's, if, that's tough. if Chark can kind of draw the focus of the defense, Conley can have another good game. In the last four Minshew starts, Conley's had 80-plus yards and or a touchdown. And uh, the Falcons are missing the Desmond Trufant, their top corner. He broke his arm, I think, two weeks ago. Um, Conley had two big touchdowns last week. One was the game winner. They are both in the fourth quarter. Clutch catches. I don't know. I just think Conley's a, a, a safe play for his price, actually, this week. Yeah, and, and Atlanta's without their top cornerback, Desmond Trufant. He, uh, he's been out for the season for a few weeks now. So Were you just, like, texting somebody? Because I literally just said that. I literally said Desmond Trufant broke his arm a few weeks ago. <laughs> I'm keeping all of this I've just in been, the pod. I've just been I murdered. often wonder how often I do that because I feel like I've been listening back to our pods a few times and I'll be like, okay, I just completely repeated what Craig said. I was thinking of trying to get Matt Schaub into our Galaxy Brain segment. So I'm sorry. You know when they talk about actors and they say like, you're a bad actor if you're just watching the other mouth move until it stops moving and then you're thinking about your I, line? I resent what just happened because I feel like really it's real. The fact that that hasn't happened before just shows how much I am listening to you. Mm-hmm. We got to week 16 before I, I leave it uh, to Danny to somehow make this a compliment towards himself. I really, really listen to you, Craig. I listen, I listen to everything to you, you say so until much. just there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> I had a real point about this game and now I want to keep it to myself. What, Jags Atlanta? No, I was going to say Devontae Freeman because I, I like him at the other side of this game because the downside with the Conley thing is the Jaguars are in turmoil with Tom Coughlin being fired and yeah. it's like ding dong, the witch is dead. And like, I, I have no idea if they're going to respond and just be so thrilled and actually try their asses off. But part of me is like, it's kind of like school's out at the team because Coughlin just had this iron fit. I mean, they set the clocks back <laughs> in the building. Five, All the clocks were five minutes fast because he's finding people for 15 years he's fined people for being early to meetings if you're not five minutes early you get fined so he set the clocks back i'm sorry forward five minutes i don't know i'm forward forward so now the jaguars were like yeah we have to settle the clocks back in the building now that coffin's gone but i mean he fined leonard fournette they've 
had, I think, a quarter of all league grievances in the last two years, according to the union, have been against the Jaguars. Um, so I think there is a schools out vibe there that might, I mean, they've already been the worst rushing defense in the league since week nine, according to uh, Matthew Barry, had a great stat on that. So 182.7 rushing yards allowed since week nine, which is the most in the NFL. That is staggering. And Devonta Freeman's not been great, but my God, 182 a week. And, you know, I'm willing to roll the dice that this team's kind of like, you know, deuces to the Jags. So he's our Galaxy Brain Play of the Week, right? I think the Galaxy Brain Play of the Week is that Desmond Trufant's absence is twice as important. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to say. It's here. like he broke both arms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was just trying to make that very clear. Let's get to our lineup. How about that? Let's, let's, let's do that, Craig. Why don't you lead us through the lineup? I don't want to repeat anyone. All right. So we're starting with Lamar Jackson because you can never go wrong with Lamar. Every single day. Because we can't not start Lamar Jackson. You can't. He, that is where he is right now as a fantasy player. Is he's unsittable in DFS. And we're going with <laughs> Joe Mixon. A lot of touches. DeAndre Washington filling in for Josh Jacobs. DK, who we got at receiver? All right, we got Keenan Allen, who we discussed above. Michael Gallup, 6,500, going up against the atrocious Eagles defense. We got Tyler Lockett going up against Arizona. Um Again, he kind of came out. He came out of nowhere. Got over his little bit of a. It was like a month long slump last week, and the Seahawks offense is trending up. So I like that one again. Seahawks offense. Jacob Hollister at tight end, fifty seven hundred, going up against the Arizona defense, which has just been incredibly terrible against tight ends all year. It's like printing money. It's like fishing with dynamite. Jacob Hollister, <laughs> tight end. Uh, yeah, Craig, do you want to finish it up? Fishing with dynamite? When you become a dad, you just learn idioms. They just, like, God puts idioms into your brain when you're a father. God endows you with life when you endow someone else with life. Yes. Um, (laughs) Or maybe it's just giving the life took so much out of him that he's just got cliches in his head. That's all he knows. I really do believe that. And then our flex is our galaxy brain of the week, Devontae Freeman against the Jags. A rejuvenated Jags, perhaps. But our defense, the Baltimore Ravens, going to get revenge against the only team that's really beat them this year, the Cleveland Browns. Well, you said year. You just gave like a little year, like Marissa Tomei year. Uncut Gems year. Yeah, maybe I'm just in that whole New York accent <laughs> mode. I mean, hey, if you want to do it, like, we could do a New York pod. Right? We could just get it, right? We just you know? did like three minutes of Happy Gilmore quotes that was cut out of this podcast, <laughs> but we're all in on Adam <laughs> Sandler. On Uncut Gems? <laughs> you think you're better than me? Oh no, but the, the best one is when the, the, not to spoil the movie, but, you know, there's a guy who does gambling and there's a bookie and he says booby at one point just killed me. Yeah. That was for high fits only. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. Championship okay. week. Good luck to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Farewell. Well, let's, one last time. So that lineup is Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, and DeAndre Washington at running back. Keenan Allen, Michael Gallup, and Tyler Lockett at receiver. We're flexing Devontae Freeman. Jacob Hollister at tight end because the Cardinals can't defend tight ends, and it's really funny. And then the Ravens at defense because they lost to the Browns, and this will probably be a revenge game. Different game, different team back then. That was, that was before they had— yeah, Way back in the like, day. Just unstoppable defense. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you to everyone for listening. Best of luck to everyone in your fantasy football championships. Please let us know if you win. If you lose, then remember you make your own choices and we're not responsible. We will be back Friday for with DFS episodes through the playoffs and through the Super Bowl. So thank we'll see you guys next week. 